folks welcome to the sloppy boys blowout we're gonna have a pretty good time i'm here with jeff dutton hey 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 and tim calbacus hey 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 sorry i had to look uh it took me a second to get to tim's i had to read uh the paper who i got in the show here we got jeff and tim calbacus from the band that i'm in the sloppy boys here we go love you guys love the stuff you're doing for art mm. great guests this week on the on mm-hmm. the show Great guests. You guys are always, I always love having you on the show. Mike, you're having another Narragansett. Every time I look at you, Narragansett, Narragansett. Narragansett. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Every, this is the third time I've seen you Narragansett pressed to your lips. Well, <laughs> yeah. Narragansett on my lips, can on my hips. <laughs> um, but this Narragansett does not have the lobster on the can. It does not. It's a regular sized. Narragansett Lager. My God, it's got in the back. It's got a little picture of a Narragansett can that is skiing. He's uh, he's got skis on. Oh, hey, look at him. Yeah. Hey, dudes, I yeah. saw. Uh, I we're we're going to talk about some movies today, but mm-hmm. we before we get into all that, I want specifically to say, the best movie endings. Endings. Oh, 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 oh mysterious. <laughs> but uh, over the weekend, I watched two music documentaries mm. I, I watched i watched the jonas brothers documentary okay very cool and the one direction documentary okay is the jonas brothers documentary called the blood the brothers three me 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 <laughs> you know yeah it is it is yeah good it is oh, good that's good. the one i saw I don't, there might be another one out there, there might be the more there saw. might be many more yeah i yeah, thought yeah. it was called jonas 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 <laughs> thou shalt never own us Oh, interesting. Now, Jeff, your friend Tim said, look, the Billie Eilish documentary is fantastic. The Billie Eilish documentary is so good. You got to watch the Uh Billie Eilish documentary. And then Uh what did you do? Uh It's not even like you just ignored him. And that would be okay. But you went and watched other pop music documentary. Yeah, Tim, now that you say it, I can't believe it. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. As if it wasn't your plan the whole fucking time. I feel uh weird being in the middle of this. This is uh awkward. Now see, here's the thing, Tim. I believe that women should be in music. I do. <laughs> I believe they should be there. But you know I had to watch my boys. Okay. So nothing against the ladies, but you gotta watch. Yeah, I gotta boys. watch my boys. <laughs> Jeff's watching the boys. So your boys are One Direction and the Jonas Brothers. And now I know them all. I know all their names, and I know all my favorites. Okay. <laughs> N- name a One Direction that isn't Harry Styles or Zane. Oh fuck. Louis. Louis is fun. Louis I like Anderson. Him. Even I couldn't do that. I'm the biggest One Direction fan there is. Louis something else. He's sort of the cut up. He's he's a bit of a bad boy. He's like Raphael. <laughs> that's that's good. Is, is there a Michelangelo in the mix? Raphael's not the cut up. He's the he's the serious yeah. guy. Uh, no, Michelangelo is Niall. Oh, uh, yes. Niall Rogers. Yeah, and which one's Frazier? Come on, Jeff. Oh, Jesus. All right. You want to get into what we're talking about here? Well, today? hold on, Jeff. Cap off your thought. Which of those docs should I watch? Jonas or One Direction? 
Go with Jonas. Go with Jonas. I, I, okay. I ch- ch- chasing happiness on Amazon. I will. I'll watch it. Have you watched Taylor Swift uh, on Long Pond? No, I watched Miss Americana though. Oh yeah, that's good. Um, okay, here's what I was gonna say. The you we're talking about documentaries we saw that we liked. Netflix's Murder Among the Mormons. I knew nothing about it. I watched it. Three part series. I loved it. Mm. It's directed by Jared Hess, who directed. Shut up, Tina, you fat lard. <laughs> Nappy um, D. I thought it was so weird. A murder among the Mormons, I agree, it's really good, but it was so weird when the head of the Mormon church in Salt Lake City turns to camera and says, make yourself a dang quesadilla. Yeah, that was weird. But it's the style, I guess. <laughs> That's the style. Okay, so we figured out the style of um, Napoleon Dynamite director, but let's get to what we're talking about on this very day, we are talking about the best movie endings of cinema history. Yeah. Ever heard of it? And this is one of our battle royale showdowns, right? Where we're each going to present, we're each nominating our film, yes. and then Twitter will decide. I love these because I I get such a kick out of you guys setting it up, and then we hear the clip, and I say, oh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's a good point, Mike, about clips because I may I have a clip for mine, but do you did you guys make clips? Yeah, yeah, I took some audio from from my film, yeah. Now, should we do I mean, we can do this however works for your nominee. I'm not trying to impose Thank you. Thank you so much. Some sort of blanket bullshit. <laughs> mhm. But would the playing of the clip be the big reveal? I think so, like we do with the music. Yeah, for me the clip will would reveal. I don't need to set it up at all. Okay, cool. But now here's my mondo elephant in the room question. Oh boy. Is this episode just a big spoil fest of these movies? And this has always been a kind of a weird thing about this Patreon show. Yeah. We'll watch Coyote Ugly and then we'll say the end of the movie. Yeah. And I've never felt like you have to watch Coyote Ugly before you hear me spill the beans because you've never thought that. You've never said that. No, because listen, whether you've been it's on record. Whether it's been cocktail or or whatever, it's uh, how Stella got her groove back. It's movies that watch them or don't. You're not in it really just for the plot and and who cares. But in this case, if we're saying it's the best movie ending ever, are we worried about spoiling stuff? For Here's the friends? thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Yes, but that's just what you're signing up for as a patron. Here. Yeah, I mean, not only are we spoiling, you don't know what we're spoiling until we're spoiling it. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's here's mm-hmm. what you do then. If anyone is a fan of not having movies spoiled, because I actually don't really care too much, but if you don't want to, we're going to do the spoiler warning right now. This is your time to jump off uh, right now, and then but is like there they sp- don't know what they're going to spoil. So exactly, what? that's interesting. No, if you're the type of person. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, you you have to have a little conversation in the mirror with yourself. Am I the type of person that just plot, plot, plot? All I seem to care about is what happens at the end of my films. And that's fine. I respect it. But is there a way that we could then let them know after the fact what the movies were? Because they're fine with knowing that we thought it was a good ending, but they just don't want the ending itself Look, spoiled. Patrons, patrons. I, th- I got a feeling that everybody listening right now is saying, yeah. I, I love movies and I care a lot about movies, but I'm willing to risk compromising my ideals 
for these three <laughs> yeah. guys right here. I'm I'm willing to take a risk and put myself in danger. I hope I hope that's the case. Let me ask you guys this. When you think of me, Tim Kalbagas, yeah. do you assume that I have seen the films that you guys have brought in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the things I'm going to talk about today, only one of them is probably a real spoiler if you've never seen the movie, but you probably have. And get off my fucking back about it. Dutton? I don't know, Tim, if you have seen mine, but I know that t- that Mike has. And I will say that my ending doesn't ruin the enjoyment of the movie. Well, interesting, because I, I brought in a film that everyone on Earth has seen. So now you have a better sense, everybody. Jeff thinks it's okay if you haven't seen the movie. It won't ruin your enjoyment. Mike says, you've probably seen it. I'm saying you've definitely seen it. So starting now, we're going to get into a spoil fest. If you, how about this? If you've made it this far and you're still, you're not sure message us on the Patreon. We're good about writing back. We'll write you back and, oh, yeah. and we'll just tell you the titles of the movies and then you'll be clear. <laughs> if it's that big a deal. All right. Who wants to, uh, shit, go first. <laughs> um, I have no reason not to. Does anybody want to go first? Go first. Tell us what you thought. Tell us where this came from. And give us a good one. Okay, well, um, best movie ending ever. I said to myself, Tim, you're a cinephile. Mm -hmm. Tim, Mm -hmm. you're a film buff. Tim, you treasure every frame of celluloid you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Even though Mm -hmm. uh, you come on this podcast all the time and say you hate movies, go ahead. Yes, well... Movies are bad. <laughs> movies are bad. Movies are bad. You don't hate movies. Movies are bad. Um, no, I, I said, uh, this was an easy one for me. I said, I don't know what Jeff's going to do. I don't know what Mike's going to do. But I immediately have, uh, the this came straight to mind. Why, why fuck with a gut feeling, you know? Uh, it sprung from my loins. My mm-hmm. favorite movie has my favorite movie ending. Oh. And you're going to recognize it. Here's about uh, like a 30 second clip of the end of this movie. Everyone knows and loves. Hit it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know this. Okay. It's all build, building up to a big line. Yes. Yes. The fool flew all the way up here in a blizzard. Harry, how about your banquet in New York? Oh, I left right in the middle of it. As soon as I got Mary's telegram. Good idea, Ernie. A toast. Here it is. <laughs> to my big brother, George, the richest man in town. <laughs> Come on. Because he got all the money. <laughs> and Tim, your favorite song. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's why you picked this song. Well, this is sort of a lesser version of the song and the the most iconic right. version is I mean, mine. It's not the definitive. We'll play the iconic one right now. Yeah. Uh, because we have the rights to it, so we can play the iconic one now. A Aren't you in the works, Tim? You're, you're a Hollywood hotshot. Are you trying to do a re-edit of that movie, uh, a wonderful, It's a Wonderful Life, and putting in your version of Auld Lang Syne? I am. You know what's funny? 
100% on a serious note, I don't even want to spill it here, but I am. I do have an idea for a, a little clever little take on this film that I've been working on. But you'll have to read the Hollywood trades for, for this podcast or for a, a for a Hollywood for a huge huge Hollywood project. Holy, basically. Shit. Keep your eyes out on your local billboard because my face is going to be there pretty soon. Oh, <laughs> pretty soon. that's um, uh, that's going to cause a lot of car wrecks. <laughs> now, Timmy, yep. w- w- one thing that I admire out of the gate is that you didn't go for a cheap twist ending. Nah, nah, yeah, nah, the nah, twist, nah, come nah. on. Like, the twist. you went for a great movie's cathartic, satisfying ending. Well, here's here's why. Basically, I said to myself, I insist on no twist. <laughs> hey, um, okay. uh, I just heard uh, Chubby Checker unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, here's here's the reason. So this is my favorite movie. It's always been my favorite movie. And um, I revisit it every year. Always holds up. I always say, Tim, you're correct about this movie. But let me tell you something. As much as it is my favorite movie... I don't think it's a perfect movie, and oh, maybe maybe that says something you know about my take on art and how art is never perfect. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I figured you might like it. <laughs> I, I but love it. I personally could do without. Believe it or not, I could do without Clarence. I could do without the entire main hook of the movie. Timothy, aye, aye, aye. the angel showing the guy the world what it was like if he. Uh, never lived is a very sweet, nice thing, and it's a, it's a nice hook for a movie. And Frank Capra wanted to really have a high concept movie, but I'm on board just for a movie, and especially an end of a movie where it's like a movie about a guy who is wondering his whole life. He wonders if he is he spending his life correctly because he he, for, he wants to travel the world. He never gets to. He He's wants to get rich. Plans. He never gets to, you know, yes. yeah, big plans never does them. Mm. But it's what's rattling around is like, am I spending my time right? And then in the last scene, everybody he knows stands there and says, yep, you did it. You did it right. And, and, and it would be because fine for me. Because you got the money. If he, right. Because when they count up the amount of money they gave him, it's more money than Mr. Potter has. So hence, he's the richest man. <laughs> Everyone in town, he's got the most of it. But I, I truly would be happy enough just if uh, George misplaced the money and then everyone found out he was suicidal. So they gathered around and gave him all the money they had because they love him. And then he was like, oh, thanks. um but it gets me i i i've told you before on this pod that mere audio and video rarely cause emotion in me um but uh, when he says to my brother george the richest man in town gets me every time 100 every year annually yep damn i remember watching it we all got together at i want to say cassidy's house yeah couple of years ago and it was my first time actually watching it like i think i had to mm. watch it for a film class or something and i fell asleep or i'd seen it on tv this is my first time and i was like really us young cool uh, up and coming entertainers are all gonna sit down and watch this old black and white movie <laughs> and uh sure enough i was like uh hiding my face from from all of you when i was getting teary <laughs> it's hard in in those it moments packs a punch man that happens a lot where you're oh, around Christmas, you watch it as a group and that those moments are happening and you're just like, okay, breathe easy. It's <laughs> cool. I don't know if I've ever seen this movie all the way through because I'm a little fuzzy on what's happening. And if I have seen it all the way through, it's like been once a while well, ago. I, what's happening there is basically like, 
George has, has spent his whole life in town. He never left. He always George, wanted to George is, uh, is the main Jimmy guy. Stewart. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart. And he, he never got to leave because he had to take over his dad's business, the building and loan. Uh-huh. And his brother got to leave and become a war hero. And he's seen everybody else kind of like Sam Wainwright is a rich guy who gets to yeah, go. Yeah, right, do, right, right. Know. But the thing with George is like he's always stayed and thought did what he did, thought he was the right thing. And it has always gotten in the way of him getting to go live a fancy life. Uh-huh. So, so the crazy thing that happens at the end is his uncle, who's his business partner, partner, accidentally leaves $8,000 in a newspaper and hands it to Mr. Potter for no, yeah. no reason. Right. So George realizes, like Mr. Potter is like, George, you're worth more dead than alive because your insurance money is worth. So George has this epiphany that it's like, what good was all this? I don't even have money. Mm-hmm. What did I do? So he goes to a bridge. He's about to jump off the bridge. And that's when the, the angel comes in and all the hocus pocus happens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, isn't there a moment where he like they see the world differently? It's like Pottersville. Yeah, it's 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 very much like Biff in the Back to the Future too. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wonder if uh, Zemeckis and the Back to the Future crew had seen uh, this movie. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> um, I read an interview with uh, all of them, and they said they hadn't even heard of it <laughs> until this podcast. They heard of a hoverboard. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. Uh, and you, when, Tim, when you you heard of this idea for the. Uh, Blowout, which was best movie. You, your brain went right there, right there because uh, it is the end. The whole movie's great, and the act, the performances are amazing for mm-hmm. 1945 mm-hmm. and kids and everything. It's oh, pretty it feels amazing, timeless. But, it feels very immediate. Yeah, and I, I thought a lot about twist endings and and stuff and and cool endings, but I was kind of thinking like the biggest twist of all is making Timmy emotional. I never <laughs> see that one coming. Yeah. Well, unlike Tim, I had three that I went to. Oh, and I had ooh. to pick. I had to pick one. Well, I'm going to talk about all three, but I had to pick one sure. as my my fave. My put it out into the real world. This is one I saw this in a movie theater with. I was on a hockey trip or something, and we I forget, we were, I was out of town, and between games or something, we all went to a movie. We watched the movie. We laughed our heads off, and we then our parents were like, "Why well, don't get this?" But all the kids loved it. And we quoted the movie for the rest of the whole, like, our lives. And uh, this is the ending of that movie that was so funny to me at the time and just, like, really blew my mind and still makes me laugh. Ooh. Yeah, I know what it is already. (laughs) Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You'll have to excuse my friend. He's a little slow. (laughs) The town is back that way. Oh, man. We, like, lost our shit when that happened. That was, like, the last, just, like, these fucking guys. (laughs) 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 They're going on, like, also the bus is just, like, ladies in bikinis, and it's, like, what? They're going around the country in bikinis or whatever. And they need guys to lube them up. (laughs) Yes. a, a a, A movie like a comedy... You can have like a, ta- I mean, you could call it like a tag or something like that, mm-hmm. where you're just driving to the crux of what is funny about these guys and doing yeah. like one for the road. And yes. there's nothing better than like after this big adventure to be like, hey, their ship comes in and they just send it on its way. <laughs> it's the and funniest also, fucking thing. Right. A thing. A thing they don't really explain is like. Are, they're walking back from Aspen back to Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right. Not only do they need a ride, they need a job. They need like companionship or whatever. And they just send it off. Um, makes me laugh. I also saw that in theaters and lost my shit. Bought it on VHS, watched it a million times. And I rewatched it this past November and mm. laughed my ass off. Holds yeah. up. So funny. Yep. I, I watched it recently too and just like, oh, fantastic. Lightning in a bottle, that one. Mm-hmm. There, there's there's only a couple movies in our lifetimes that I feel like, wow, something was fucking happening. Yeah. Like, like that's the comedy Dark Knight right there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's also like amazing that they, you know, they like wrote the script. It was just like through like agents and Hollywood type stuff that they like sold this movie and then like wanted to direct it. And I, I read an interview with uh, Peter Farrelly where he said he had never directed anything, not even a short film. Right. And, and he was allowed to direct this movie. So he pulled his DP and his uh, AD into a meeting and was like, guys, I'm going to lean on you harder than you've ever been leaned on. Uh, I'm going to focus on making this movie really, really funny. And I'm going to be really listening to you guys as you guide me. And that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so smart. Like pro- probably like, especially in comedy, what you should do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, also I know that Jim Carrey's star rose like, okay, we should mention this. Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber and the Mask all came out the same fucking year. Amazing. Yeah, I know. That's so nuts. 94. I think. And like Ace Ventura made Jim Carrey a star while they were shooting Dumb and Dumber. Yep. And so that like turned the tables and gave like a ton of bargaining power to Jim Carrey, who in turn was making a huge, huge case for Jeff Daniels because he was like, don't put me with another comedian. Give me an actor that I can just act against. Yeah. And like, like they'll be good and they'll be funny. And Jeff Daniels is like super, super funny in it. But you never feel like it's a pissing contest between two comedians. It's so perfect that two... Exactly. Like you've got one guy who's just going like bonkers and another guy who's very funny, but just like... If to, if both people were Jim Carrey level, like if it was Jim Carrey and who's the other person of the time, I don't. I'm just gonna say like uh, Steve Zahn, Sandler or something. <laughs> Steve yeah, Zahn, yeah, yeah. no, young, but, but young somebody Steve else who's Zahn. like a wacky, funny guy. Sandler. It just would have been like, well, yeah, right, exactly. That would have been like too too much. Um, I remember in the TV commercial for it, um, when they were like, he's dumb and he's dumber, and then they showed a uh, the clip of uh, Jeff Daniels they chose is one where he's like, nah, nah, nah. like, but he's like mocking <laughs> Jim Carrey. And I was like, oh, is he going to be that dumb? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do. I, I heard that Jim Carrey was on the board, like uh, on the hook to make the movie for like $300,000. And then after Ace Ventura came out, he was able to renegotiate for like $7 million. But mm. Jeff Ooh. Daniels got that original rate. He made so like 1500 bucks for the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and also Jeff Daniels was supposed to be Lloyd Christmas and uh, it was supposed to be flipped. Really? Jim Carrey was going to be Harry Dunn. I don't know why they switched back, but yeah. Man, that's so funny that like to this day when you go into a Halloween shop, you can find like a baby blue and, a, and an orange mm-hmm. tuxedo. <laughs> and you buy them. And you buy them. Every year you buy them. <laughs> and you wear and you just keep adding on to your current one. It's such a 90s thing that that's a movie that you could like remember so fondly and almost forget the plot that you're like, oh, it's like a ransom thing with Lauren Hawley's husband. I feel that same way about like half of the Coen Brothers movies where you're like, no, I love that movie. Wait, it's a ransom story. (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am. Characters welcome. I love that none of us came in with a twist ending. (laughs) 
That oh, is, wait, may, uh, hold on, Jeff. Maybe you did. Yes. <laughs> no, Mike, I'm, this is my way of telling you that I did not. Aha. Uh-huh. So, a lot like your movie, Mike, mm-hmm. but mine is not comedic. Ah. Mine is a little tense. <laughs> but it takes this whole premise that they've doled out and expanded throughout an entire movie. Mm-hmm. They've taken it down to its essence once again. Oh. For, for for the outro of this movie. Okay. I and I don't know if, uh, Tim, I don't know if you've seen this, but um, I'm going to play it. And Mike, I'm going to see, I'm going to see if either of you guys can spot it. Here we go. <laughs> Fire's got the temperature up all over the camp. Won't last long, though. Neither will we. I just watched this. How will we make it? Can I guess when the clip's over? Yeah. Maybe we should. If you're worried about me... If we've got any surprises for each other... I don't think we're in much shape to do anything about it. Well... What do we do? Why don't we just... Wait here for a little while. See what happens. Roll credits. I know this one. Yes. Clueless. It's John. <laughs> Legally it's John blonde. Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't. Th- I didn't know what it was until I was like, I think Jeff likes The Thing, and then uh, I thought I heard Kurt Russell chattering away. Dude, this. Speaking of like Mike, how you said you don't know if you've seen It's a Wonderful Life all the way through. Mm-hmm. The thing is a movie like I thought I had seen it. And I know that Jeff, you love it and Mitch loves it. And at our old house, I feel like it was like on a couple of times. So I just assumed I saw it. But um, this past like Thanksgiving weekend, me and Jessica were like, let's watch a scary movie. But we don't really like scary movies. So let's watch when it's like a good movie. And and I think Jessica texted Betsy to be like oh nice yeah you know, I knew betsy was oh, down betsy betsy's got good betsy Sonora. yeah for sure specifically she's like, got a lot of good uh info on that stuff. and the, and that we, we were like we want to watch a scary movie but like we also want to watch a good movie you know not just like right, some right. cheap dumb scary movie and she told us to watch this and we watched it and man uh the conceit of 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 like a villain that you can't see that's taking oh. over people's body bodies is so cool. The paranoia is out of control. And like Crazy. this was based on a short story called Who Goes There that I think was written during like the Red Scare and um but but was about aliens in 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 an Antarctic expedition. <laughs> Whoa, mm-hmm. that's a tough one to say. And so um it's been remade a couple times. But uh so yes, in this scene McCready, played by Kurt Russell, has blown up the camp in order to destroy the thing and to specifically to prevent it from reaching the mainland. And Childs, played by Keith David, comes out of the storm and sits with him. And both of them suspect the other of being the thing. And they just sort of split a bottle of scotch while they wait to die. (laughs) Wow. Um, I also loved... The scotch is uh, J and B, that big uh, oh, yeah. bottle, and I, I I noticed that a lot because we've been keeping our eye out uh, since we started this pod of like product placement, and I think it's J and B is also in Moonstruck, 
but it's a label you do see a lot in movies. And I just in general, like the vibe of these guys, I love it. Like they're, they're scientists and stuff, but when they're hanging around this headquarters, they're like, they're like these cool kind of sleazy, like sloppy boy guys. <laughs> yeah. They're playing great. chess and like roller skating around and shit. Yeah. Now let me, uh, let me try this trivia on for you, Jeff, to see if I'm getting it right. In John Carpenter's movie Halloween, mm-hmm. the young kid is watching a f- or an earlier version of the thing. Yes. Uh, when he's on Halloween night. Yeah. That's a. How um, many times have they made this movie? Oh, they've made it a couple times. Um, ha- I mean, Halloween came before John Carpenter's The Thing. Right. So I think that he was just saying that like he loves that classic horror movie, mm-hmm. and then he made his own version of it. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he was like had the gears in motion, so that he could like set set up. Yeah. You know, if that was kind of a setup. But uh, also, the thing was shot by Dean Cundy, who also shot Halloween and Jurassic Park. Ooh, Jurassic Park. And he says that you can watch the thing, and one of the things that carpenter told him is that the thing should always be dead-eyed so when you're watching them do the blood the blood test Uh there are actors who have like that little pin spot in their eye that sort of like gives gives them life and illumination you know interesting and the guy who has like dead eyes who has like shadows under his eye under his eyebrows ends up being the thing now people online were always like oh you can watch the end of the movie at the end of the movie, you can tell which of the two of them is the thing. And Condi has said, no, actually, that is intentionally ambiguous. Yeah, it should be. It's cooler ambiguous. He didn't mean to spoil it, but throughout the movies, Carpenter did say, like, hey, you should have the glint in the eye for the humans, and then the, the thing can, can be a little dead-eyed. Crazy. That's cool. I love just, like, the um, finality to, like, them. You're, they're in Antarctica, and you're like, there's no, there's no winning here. It's like this fire mm-hmm. is keeping us, this fire is the, is warm and that's keeping us alive. And then it, like, we've spent this whole movie trying to figure out who's the thing. And now doesn't fucking matter. Cause when this fire goes out, it is going to be below zero yeah. and everybody's dying. And that's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim, did you, did you tweet out the thing? I tweeted it and it went viral. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, now we can get into the runner-ups, which are maybe even more fun. Mm. Yeah, the runners-ups are fun. Can I can I just play mine real quick? Yeah, play your runner-up. It's a quick blast. And this was one of the first ones I thought of when we're like, hey, we're talking movie endings. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good ending. <laughs> best, best ending line in a movie. Hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're all going to get laid. And then, yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny. And that is 1980 to, to be like after a whole movie. They're like, what's the last line? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no reason. There's no reason they're going to get laid. It's a joke that would, it feels like a joke that would have been written in like 2011, but it was written in 1980. It's amazing. <laughs> God, it must be so hard to end a movie. If you're making a movie, one, the last thing you see before everyone leaves the theater, which is not really a thing anymore anyway, but uh, to just be like, whoa, that last thing was cool. Also, I'll say this. It shares a trait in common with my The Thing pick. They both come after a big explosion. Oh. Oh, yes. 
It's funny to, uh, this line was written by Doug Kenny and it's very funny that like explosions are, it's funny when they're well used because it's such a, in Animal House and Caddyshack, they're like, an ending has to happen. We don't know how to write story. So I don't know, some explosions and some crazy shit goes down. <laughs> Whereas with The Thing, that movie is masterfully made. And then also an explosion happens. So it's so funny that an explosion can both be like a cliche or a lazy use of a cliche, or it could be done really well. It's like explosions, man. They're good yeah. endings for movies. <laughs> <laughs> Just blow it up. I mean, man. that was back in the day where, like, you had to be practical. So it's like you couldn't just cut to Thanos uh, exploding a planet. You had to actually blow something up for a th- for a third act. <laughs> Thanos. I was just telling someone I really like that uh, gauntlet that Thanos had. <laughs> you like it? Yeah, that like glove it. is good. I thought it was cool. <laughs> just as fashion, just as drip. As a thing that he, in the movie he had to collect all the gems for the glove. I know, I know it's not cool to hate on Marvel and, and I don't need to go down that road, but it is so dumb that when Thanos like does, like the stakes are so high in those movies that Thanos kills half of all the living things in the universe. Like in a normal movie, you're sad when one person dies and you're hoping more people don't die. In that movie, we're like, yep, half of everyone. Half. Of every living thing dies. Even the ants. <laughs> Even the plants. The plants and the ants. From the ants to the plants. Um, here's my uh, first runner-up. I got, I got two others, but here's my first one that I think is just uh, very cool. When I saw this one in theaters, this is also one of my fave movies. When I saw this in theaters uh, and it ends, you're just like, oh, shit, this guy said this thing and that's what he means by it. Mr. Daniel... I'm finished. Oh, yes. Hanford. Yeah, that's a cool ending. There will be blood. That's like, he he beats to death and kills the the Paul Dano's character. With a bowling pin. uh, With a bowling pin in his huge mansion that he spent all this time, like, and his whole life getting towards this big mansion. He's like, I am finished. (laughs) God, that's really good. It's so cool. It's such a cool thing for a movie, too. Like, the movie's finished. It was cool. I felt like exiting that theater when I saw There Will Be Blood, I felt like, wow, this is what people must have felt like when they left, like, 2001 Space Odyssey or something. Mm. Like, that movie was more than I reckoned it would be. Oh, yeah, for sure. It tested my my patience a little bit, but Mm -hmm. then it also uh, was, like, more satisfying than any movie that I'd I'd walked out of. More than you reckoned it would be with not a lot happening. There's, like... A f- not a lot of characters. They don't say a ton. There's one character who, after a point, doesn't speak at all, right? Right. Um, a tour de force for Daniel Day-Lewis. And yeah. for him to say, I'm finished at the end of that movie is like, yeah, this was all about you and you fucking crushed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're all free to go about your lives. <laughs> I've always thought it was a tour de France for him. Michael, <clears throat> stop. Well, I thought, Mike, don't. Mike, don't. What? Not here. What here? What? what, what not here then the where? Blowout. If not here, then where? <laughs> that was. Do you remember uh, the old when the Birthday Boys had a regular show at UCB? Our bl- our blurb on the website was like, "The Birthday Boys do a show with comedy, videos, songs, and everything. It truly is a tour de France." <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, even back then we were fun and yep, funny. It's true. Uh, my my other runner up was uh, the parasite ending. I thought that was the oh, dude, very cool. I, I wrote that down too. That was one where it really he, uh, spoiler alert. He goes through and the kid is voice through voiceover telling his dad he's gonna like go to school and get money and buy the house and then just like open the door and the dad can come back upstairs. And then that's like oh that's awesome. And then it cuts to him like back in his little home, like. That's what he's planning on doing. Yeah. It's like so far away from. It, it's tricky because I, I also was like, that is one of the best movies ever. I saw it a bunch of times and I love it. But I also, yeah. that ending does kind of even go farther than it has to. It reminds me of AI in a way where it's like, I I would have been satisfied if you stopped earlier than that. But then, but it is, it's like, a, there's a trend I've never seen AI. Is that worth? Is that good? People don't like it, but I liked it. But, I like okay. it. I like it. Um, I, these are movies I'm not going to spoil because they're newer. But there's sort of a trend now of like kitchen sinkiness where I just watched uh, Promising Young Woman, and mm-hmm. I and I won't spoil because that's brand new. But that did have that thing of like sort of like it sets up. Like I was so on board for the movie they were setting up, but then as far as like where it goes, it's just like oh, this is one of these batshit crazy-ass unraveling movies <laughs> like Midsommar that just goes nuts. And um, and I like a little bit of restraint, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why I like that There Will Be Blood. You know, just, just letting it hang. I liked the batshitness of this. But did you guys see Sorry to Bother You? No. no. I saw some of it, but I never got... Ooh, baby. Not because I didn't like it. I just didn't. That's one that has like a crazy ass act three. Like it almost reminds me of like Fight Club or something. My only runner up uh, was it's 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 such a cliche, but I was just the exact right age for it. Usual suspects. I would have been 12 when I don't have a clip for it. But when I saw I saw usual suspects uh, when it was new Mm -hmm. and it just fucking the idea of a twist ending was something I hadn't even seen because I was 12. Of course. So it like it like shocked me to the core and I watched it so many times. And then I bought like a big box, like a collector's edition VHS where, <laughs> where like the oh, director's commentary was on a different tape. Oh and, like, no, really? That's yeah. crazy. Did, were, were DVDs out at the time? No, I mean, it was just like right around then. It right came out in it, it was ninety five, so you would have had to be pretty hip to have a DVD player at that point. Uh-huh. But um, I had one ninety three. Okay, it's not just the twist, but you revisited <laughs> the mu- the music is great and the directing's great and the acting's great and and what I like about it is the double thing that if the twist ending was that Gabriel Byrne was Kaiser Soze, you'd still be like good movie, but then it does that when it does the big reveal after that, you're like, oh, they double dip. And then like within a year, every movie was doing that. Then you had like uh, Wild Things has like 20 endings, <laughs> like all piled on top. I never got past that one scene in uh, Wild Things. Michael. When they meet uh, Bill Murray, Tim. Um, man, that was so, in the first season of Pen15, the Wild Things talk, that was so real to me. That <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pen15 nailed, I mean, you know, Pen15 is like a ladybird where it doesn't just remind me of um, my high school experience or junior yeah. high experience. Like they, they nailed it down to like the VHSs that are on top of the TV yes. and I watch Wild Things. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, do you think anyone during the time of like Usual Suspects or Sixth Sense, do you think like a teenage kid or something went into a movie theater and yelled out like before the movie even started like Bruce Willis is dead? Oh, yeah. Well, that would be fucking, that's a good prank. I'll tell you, Mike, when I saw Sixth Sense, yeah. my buddy leaned to me right before the movie started and said, he's dead the whole time. <gasps> what? Because uh, he knew or he was... He knew. He was being a little stinker. Oh, that sucks. Oh. Uh, and honestly, that's not... Uh, you, can't come, you can't overcome that because that's the whole trick of the yeah, whole Yeah, that's movie. a bummer. I know. I mean, I mean, that's that's a big trick. But, I mean... I still did enjoy the movie, and like I don't think about the spoiler when I think about the movie. Yeah, because you were kidding. You were at the movie theater, but that's yeah, popcorn. You got a big bowl of popcorn on you. Yeah, you <laughs> know what? I'm gonna find that dude and fucking dunk on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna play him in one-on-one basketball? Yeah, uh, Jeff. I don't know. You're not that great at basketball. I would, I would avoid that. I I remember. Going on the internet and just going to spoiler websites and just reading ends of movies because <laughs> I was like, oh, I like twist endings, just like movies I thought I would never see. But there were so many like mediocre movies that did have cool twist endings, like Arlington Road with Tim Robbins, where it's like not worth watching, but oh, yeah. it has an awesome <laughs> twist ending. This is back when I worked at Suncoast Video at the Mall of New Hampshire. They had all oh. this shit. What now? Do we have results of this? Uh tweet out uh, um yes we have um we have 40 no oh it just shot up we have 86 votes is that enough data it's enough for me man yeah i think that's a pretty good sample it's and i'll say this section of america it's okay. let me tell you this guys this is maybe the first time ever that as i've been watching it it changed usually with twitter polls like if you look at after one minute Whoever is winning is pretty wow. much there. Wow. But this has been a dead heat and then up and down. And as of now, it's not even really too. Wow. Too like close. a living, breathing organism. That's what's so awesome about this podcast. Like the thing. <gasps> Are you ready for the results of the best movie ending as no. voted on by Twitter? No. Hit us with it. Twitter. Okay. I'm going to do um, America's Funniest Home Videos rules. Oh, this is really close. It just got it got close again, like just while I was looking at it. Uh, <laughs> holy shit. Okay, folks, I'm calling it right now because it, it keeps changing, <laughs> but I'm gonna take a screen grab so it can't change anymore. <laughs> done and done. In second place is Michael Hanford with Dumb and Dumber. Uh, it's just a, a, a pleasure to be nominated. <laughs> you, you yeah, were you nominated. were nominated before you said anything. Mm. But listen to this, Michael. True. You had 41% of the vote. Holy shit. Mike, that's Whoa. good. That's very, that's very high for second Damn place. Good. So wait, wait, wait. No, how does that make sense? Because 41% of the vote seems like the winning percentage. So the, sm- the loser yeah. probably has like 0%. <laughs> yes. Basically, second place, Dumb and Dumber with 40%, 41%. And the winner of the big competition with 42% of the vote <laughs> is The Thing, Jefferson. Hey, wow. Baby, that Jeez. makes me so happy. Hey, Slopheads, you make me proud on this day. Ah. <laughs> you did your boy good. That's wild. That's a close. And how much was um, uh, the other one? Wonderful Life was 17%, and 
And I got to say, this was all over the place. Um, after one minute, I was winning. And then then Dumb and Dumber skyrocketed. And then the old people went to bed and the youngsters really went for it. It was, no, I think it was more the West Coasters said, hey, okay, let's check out what's happening on Twitter, man. And, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it was a come from behind. The thing caught up to Damn. Dumb and Dumber before my very eyes. That never happens. That's wild. Woo! <laughs> Fantastic time. <laughs> a movie, sure, a movie begins and then you watch it for a little bit, but a movie has to end. And that's, well, it has the same thing in common with this podcast, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wish we could go all night. But we got to wrap it up. And I think, even though I lost, and quite frankly, I ate shit, I think it's cool that it wasn't a <laughs> twist ending. I think that my ending was the life affirming ending michael's was the funny tag jeff's was the damn dude that's harsh man but that's cool uh-huh folks that's the blowout that's how it's done <laughs> um on that note thank you for joining us all the patrons out there we love that you come by and you, you every month you're here to listen to our little goofballness and we really appreciate it uh if you'd like to tell a friend we wouldn't say no and here to play us out is my version of Old Lang Syne. Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised you worked out the rights for that. Huh? Interesting. Uh, yeah, who does own the... Doesn't Jeff own the rights to that, which is... Yeah, <laughs> I got to pony up Jeff the cash. edits these, so... Yeah, as soon as your Venmo goes through, we'll put it in the edit. Um, I PayPal'd you 20 grand. There you go. <laughs> Bye, folks. Bye, everyone. Peace. <laughs>